Good evening, everyone. This is the Coast to Coast Combat Hour. Ed Carberhall here, as always, with Matthew Hawkins, brought to you by AllAccessMMA.com. Please check out AllAccessMMA.com for your MMA news. Um, this is the one after UFC 257, after a string of UFC events, big, uh, big uh, UFC weekend, big pay-per-view. Obviously, Conor McGregor with Dustin Poirier in the main event. Matt, I mean... Uh, I guess I mean, what else is there to talk about, right? What what? There's not much <laughs> else to talk about. I mean, I am. I want to thank the people at BKFC. This is one of the hats that uh, they sent me for uh, on their giveaway day. So props. Uh, figure out wear it and uh, throw them out. But um, yeah, uh, obviously UFC 257 is the topic of the day, topic of the week. Um, I texted you, you know, just great day. I, I last two fights of the night just made my. Uh, made my my year i know we're uh yeah. three weeks into it four weeks into it <laughs> uh listen um uh, you know i the main thing uh, you know obviously we're looking at is the lightweight division uh the top two fights on this card showcased uh you know basically half of the top talent in mm-hmm. the ufc uh you know with keep khabib on the sideline sitting it out right now but um boy michael chandler you know, anybody who knows me is friends with me or has ever listened to this podcast and listened to you. Uh, you know, I think we're pretty much on the same page with Chandler, the, you know, the whole way through. We his are. Career. You know, I mean, uh, I'm, I couldn't be happier for the dude. I mean, me I, I, I just, you know, I, dude, I love MMA. You know, anybody, I, you know, I live it, but it, it takes a lot for me to, to make me jump out of my seat. Yeah. And oh, that, I jumped out of my seat. I was so happy for Chandler. You know, uh, and, yeah, uh, yeah, I haven't yeah. watched I haven't watched a fight in um with people <laughs> in quite some time. Uh-huh. You know, obviously with the pandemic and stuff and I live alone or whatever. So as I was saying to you before we started recording here, uh one of my training partners, close friend of mine actually, uh, shout out Joe Lopez. I know he listens to the podcast too. Um he's also the Muay Thai instructor on Thursday nights. We tag team grappling and, and striking teaching on, on Thursday nights at my academy, but you know, he uh, randomly said, I'm going to order it. You know, he was dying, dying for company himself with this whole situation. He's like, why don't you come over? You know, we're on top of each other anyway, so it's not like we're going to get each other sick. <laughs> so I went over there. He ordered it, and we watched it. And uh, I literally, I haven't yelled and screamed and jumped out of my seat. He and I high-fived each other, jumping out of our seats with the results that we got in the uh, co-main in the main event. But I have a confession I got to make. If... uh if you read my so, as the week progressed on, uh, I know I said I was picking Chandler. Um, when we recorded this, we do this on Tuesdays, Wednesday I believe, or yeah, Wednesday they had the pre-fight press conference, and then or, or Thursday or whatever it was, it was between the event and when we record. When I saw Hooker and Chandler face off, I uh, the the picks I submitted to MMAnews.com. I actually missed the bus on Sure Dog. Sorry, uh, Ben Duffy, but uh, <laughs> but uh, you know I um, uh, just because so many events, I, you know, with my day job and stuff, I just lost track of time. But when I saw Hooker and Chandler face off, and I'm looking at the records, and you know Chandler's got his KO finished, been finished by knockout, and Hooker's KO rate, I actually changed my pick officially to Hooker for my you know who I thought was going to win. I still put money on Chandler though. 
So I well, just have to make I, that You're good enough to admit it. No, there, there's yeah. nothing wrong with that. Listen, you know, I Chandler won the fight. He came out. He fought Dan Hooker. Came out just forced the action from the second on mm. ended up getting a knockout, uh, you know, two and a half minutes into the first round, uh, basically a flawless victory. Mm. Dan Hooker is still a great fighter. Uh, Dan Hooker is still going to beat a lot of people. If he fights Michael Chandler again, it's, it's likely to not be the same scenario. So while I, you know, while, while I'm stoked for where it led to Chandler, it's not like, you know, hookers, just some wash scrub. So, uh, no, not, I mean, not at I all. Mean, not at all. No. So, I mean, the fact you changed your pick, I mean, don't get me wrong. I was nervous as hell. I, you saw like the face off. You said it made Chandler look small. Yeah. Uh, you know, you, you're, you're big on the lanky uh, ectomorph yeah. body type. Yep. Um, so, I mean, I understand that you made that, that could lead you to change a thing mm-hmm. uh, regardless of the picks. Once the fight started, first of all, it was exciting to see Chandler make the walk. Um, and, you know, I, 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 I'm trying to think, and I think, Chandler, I I've seen Chandler fight five times in person. I don't know if I've seen if there's anybody that's I've seen that much before they came to the UFC. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'd have to think back to the. I, I don't think so. Five five fights is like you know Jesus Christ. I mean, the fact that I've seen him five times live is a blessing in itself. But the fact that now he's like now people are recognizing him, yeah. and I'm like, okay, it's great. You know, like we get new fans. Cut a uh, great talk- promo too at the and that. You know, he uh, when he won, he called out uh, Khabib. He, he did it. People are calling him Helwani. Got Helwani calling him Ric Flair. And yeah, I mean that that you know, I I was laughing. I you know, it, it's it's how it has to be done now. It's a little yeah. cheesy to me, but he does it good. He's a well speaker. Um, he speaks well. Everything he said at the post fight post fight press conference, um, was spot on. You know, he, he just comes off clear. You know, he 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 says that he wants to fight. Um, and I just, dude, I just think it's great, and and I think it's good for a guy coming from Bellator. It's it's cool that they announced him as the mm-hmm. former Bellator champion. Yeah. I mean, you know, obviously we're never going to get to a day where everything's just one great world of fighting, but the fact that we can get the UFC to recognize another organization is, I think, is a plus. Yeah. Um, because Bellator doing well doesn't hurt the UFC. No, like. It doesn't. It helps the UFC because somebody watches Bellator and then they go, well, who, you know, like in theory, who's the next step up from Bellator? Okay, it's UFC. So if anything, Bellator could add the eyes to the UFC or or vice versa. So all that's good. I'm glad that they acknowledge that. Um, And then the win was crazy. Jumped out of my seat. Um, I just, dude, just stoked. And sounds like you had pretty much the same reaction. Uh, And and then, you know, and then the main event. you know, Conor McGregor, Dustin Poirier, you know, I said on the show, I picked McGregor to win by knockout. I thought he looked fairly good as the fight started. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought Poirier took some shots that were uh, solid. You know, he shook him off, which was nice. Uh, he had a good strategy. He obviously used his leg is, you know, his calf kick and his kicks in general um, to, you know, he had a great game plan. And uh, it's funny. Cause you know, obviously McGregor, I mean, I don't know how you scored it, but I think the general consensus was that McGregor still won the first round um, just by pressure, and he landed some big shots. I thought – and it's funny, my cousin was over, and, and as the first round ended, I said, "Here, the second round is going to tell the story here. Mm-hmm. I go, I go. someone's either getting – like McGregor, if McGregor doesn't get the finish right in, this, in the second round, he's in big trouble because it's he's going to – the accumulation is going to take over, his cardio issues – 
and you know, and it, it just it happened quicker than I thought. I thought it would be after the second round where we would see McGregor fold. Um, Poirier put it on him, man, and and you know, and then went Vitor Belfort on him once he had him hurt, which was was great to see. I mean, I don't know about you. I mean, I know there's a lot of McGregor fans. Um, again, seen him fight at great times at the fight, but I, I can't remember the last time I was so happy to see someone get knocked out. <laughs> I mean, I, I I I was happy because I won some money. Obviously, I, it was a plus plus. I did a two two fighter parlay of two underdogs, Chandler and Poirier. They were plus seven forty three. So I picked up you know with, with the little bit that was left in my in my uh, DraftKings account. I you know I managed to bring the funds up a little in there with that with just making that that pick of the straight money line for uh, for the two of them to win, but. I mean, you know, like uh, the thing is, like I don't, you know, I feel like I've, I've we've said I've said this before on the podcast. I don't dislike McGregor. It's just the the weird cult like fan base that he has. That's that's a little disheartening. I actually like I, I like him as a as a competitor and a martial artist when he does compete. And and the loss at the end of the, you know the loss, he acknowledged that he hasn't been competing enough, and and uh, that his time, you know outside of he was the first one to say before anyone else tries to post analyze or anything he said you know that you have to be active and and uh, and i i've i've gone on i know i've said it here with a bunch of other people dustin poyer you know that's 2014 i think when they fought ufc 178 mm-hmm. you know dustin poyer they both evolved you know what's funny is uh chael Sonnen brought up a really good point when he did his pre-fight analysis he was like you know a lot of people are focusing on Dustin Poirier evolving from since then too, but so has Conor McGregor, right? However, I mean, again, this is going back to what what McGregor immediately cited as his own fault: the activity and and you know the the amount of training camps and fighting MMA is what is where he hasn't evolved. He might have evolved from where he was in 2014, but not as much as Dustin Poirier. Dustin Poirier had some really nice counter punching from the inside. Once he get, once they got close to each other, uh, he obviously set it up by messing up uh, McGregor's mobility on his lead leg. Which, which I, again, watching with uh, with the striking coach from 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 my gym, where he was like, uh, you know, he's leaning on that leg. He, he Joe kept saying he's leaning on the leg. He's leaning on the leg, and I'm like, you know, yeah. And and Poirier, I didn't even realize that the the calf kicks were having that effect until until I saw him not. McGregor not move as fluid, you know, his whole touch button, the park movement coach stuff that he does, you know what I mean? So, and I'm, I'm just citing the Nate Diaz joke about the, uh, the movement guy. I already forgot what that guy's name was, but um, yeah. So um, I honestly think uh, we've seen when McGregor loses, he wants to fight the same guy that he lost to immediately. So and and uh, it looks like they, they they were both in agreement with that at the end of it. I mean, you know, we saw today McGregor's on six months suspension after the loss anyway, so it's not going to happen within the next six months. But odd, not, oddly enough, the timing for that is what July, and you know they they plan on going back to Abu Dhabi in July, which is their new international fight week location. I wouldn't be surprised if that's that rematch happens then. But um, yeah, man, I. I uh, I, I enjoyed the fight, and uh, again, like, I don't hate McGregor. You know, I actually, I, I think he drills well or whatever, but I think he got a wake up call and like, you know, I need to start taking this seriously again. Yeah, I mean, let's not mistake. I, I don't hate Conor McGregor. I watch every one of his fights. I've attended 
three of them. Um, I, I, you know, it's not that it has nothing to do with uh, a hate for the dude, but I watch the sport and like occasionally dudes come around who I like kind of like to see lose. You know, I mean, it's to me, it's like every sport. Like I hate the LA Clippers. I love to watch the Clippers lose. If the Clippers lose, it doesn't even matter necessarily always if the Lakers win. I like watching the Clippers lose, you know, uh, other sports fans, you know, uh, you know, Steelers fans like, like, uh, you know, like Hunter, he loves watching the Browns lose. I mean, things just like that happen. And for me, it's just Conor McGregor. Now a lot of it has to do with his fan base, um, you know, but uh, I, I just, I don't want to see the rematch. I don't think Conor, Conor Gregor doesn't deserve a rematch right now. He didn't give Aldo a rematch. He didn't give Eddie Alvarez a rematch. He didn't give, I mean, he's never given anybody else a rematch. So, I mean, the only rematch he's ever given is, is Poirier. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, you know, Diaz gave him a rematch and then he, and then he hasn't given, you know, he didn't turn around and do that trilogy quick, you know? So I, I you know, I mean, as much as like, I just don't want to see that fight and I hope it's not for the title. If it's for the title, then the title loses some credibility as a title. Still be a great fight, but I don't want to watch. I don't. I don't want to watch a revolving door because then what happens if McGregor wins? Does Poirier get a rematch for the title? Yeah. Are we well, doing, are, we, are we doing four, and then do we do five? I mean, my thing with McGregor is we know the UFC is going to give him a title shot, even if he's on a nineteen fight losing streak. At yeah. Like so, right now I don't. I don't want to see that. I want to no. see. I want to see Poirier. Well, I mean, we're, we'll get into the, the, the line where we're <laughs> yeah. some stuff. But um, the other thing about McGregor is, listen, I get it. He's not active. But whose yeah. fault is that? That's his fault, yeah. I mean, like, he won a fight 40 seconds so, in January of last year, and he decided not to fight. So while I while I get it, it's kind of an excuse, like, oh, I'm not active. Well, be freaking active then. You know, if he's, if, you're, if he's really serious about this and we'll I see, mean, there's debate you know? about that from him and Dana White and whatever about the activity thing from the past year. However, um, one thing that uh, one thing that, uh, uh, again, I, I watched it with with one of my training partners when that happened and, and you know, he noticed the leg kicks. So I mean, one of the things uh, I said, I was like, remember when do you remember when it was supposed to be Justin Gaethje and, and Conor McGregor? At uh, July of one year, I mean, now now seeing what we saw, Jesus Christ! I mean, he would have destroyed Conor McGregor's legs. Conor, Conor McGregor would have retired after one ninety six when RDA put him in the grave. Yeah, <laughs> RDA would RDA would have chopped him down like a tree if 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 that's the case. Now you know, so yeah. like there's certain things about McGregor, so, like and, I, I and, mean, and the other thing too that that I mean, and I saw one of the post fight post fight interviews with with Poirier or, or Perrier, depending on whose analysis you look at. But um, uh, so if you watch the fight again, McGregor is trying to check that kick, but um, Poirier was the one that pointed out that he wasn't turning his foot out enough to make it a proper deflection to the point that, you know, it's, it's shin on shin that the guy wants to stop throwing. Uh, Poirier even said he was like, no, he wasn't turning his foot enough. I was getting muscle and it was his foot. It was, it was Poirier's footwork that, put him at that angle because if he, he kept circling away from connor's left which gave him more more of uh even with with mcgregor turning his foot out he was still catching more muscle than bone which is why he kept firing away and then you know that whole uh i forget the name of that thing there's a name for that when the muscles when the muscle kind of bleeds into itself or whatever happened to his leg but um yeah it was a really smart move on his part but um listen if there's anything to be said about Conor McGregor, he he when he finds a fault or or a hole, he does try to drill for it. 
I remember the the guillotine uh, drill escape he did against uh, Chad Mendez, knowing that that was a uh, team alpha team alpha male's whole gimmick. And then uh, you know, obviously with the rematch with Nate Diaz, um, he he drilled scrambles to get you know off the ground, and um, uh, we saw that we saw that in round. I think that's when Poirier took him down at one point in round one. We saw that, and then um, I think that was round one. But um, I have to rewatch the whole fight again when it's up on Fight Pass. But still, man. I mean, I, I, I think this is a, a wake-up call for him. I, I don't think uh, McGregor – you know, people want to write him off. That's one thing, like uh, Poirier said about Fairweather fans. Right away, his own fans are, are ready to write him off and be like, oh, you know, either they're making excuses or they're writing him off. And it's like, dude, if you're a fan of the guy, see what he does next. You know? No, exactly. And, and, and everybody loses and everybody gets knocked out. And that's, yeah. that's kind of the point, like I've always said. And, and, but you get these, the newer fans who don't realize that. Mm-hmm. And then, and then like, so part of me, I guess part of my joy maybe is like all of a sudden we have a whole generation of fans now who realize everybody gets knocked out. So now when so-and-so gets knocked out, maybe these fans that are generally not the most, uh, you know, cordial <laughs> uh, can, can understand the sport a little bit more that, that it happens. Um, I do think that it is a little bit surprising to me that McGregor, McGregor basically mentioned that he didn't train at all for those kicks. Um, so that and that leads me to maybe it's time for him to get a new camp. Like if we want to, if we know McGregor's super talented. Like maybe it's time for him to go to a you know a, a different camp, John uh, Winkle John, or uh, um, you know anywhere, anywhere, any of the other big camps, and just go try well, a fight yeah. with somebody else. And like, yeah. because, because as, as good as he is, like, and as good as many good Irish fighters as there are, like he's not having, there's no way he's, is, he's getting the same kind of training as Dustin Poirier is. I mean, it, there's just no way uh, based off of what he has up there. I mean, you know, we knew for a while his sparring partner was like Artem Lobov and, and these guys like it, it it's great, but like Poirier's training with, Everybody. He he went to ATT to you know train for this fight. So like, there's certain things that I think you have to do, and I think a change of pace and maybe like a different coaching method and just a different mindset is what he's going to need right now because now he's been knocked out. Like just just three days, four days or prior, or, you know, a week earlier, he's tweeting out you know uh, against Holloway saying I'm the best boxer in the world. You know, well, guess what, dude? You you just got blasted. So now it, you know, and, and obviously the kicks is not boxing, but you know, you got put down with hands and you were knocked out cold, (laughs) you know, you were put out. So, uh, I I just think that change would be good for him. Um, don't think in any way he's done. Uh, I, I'm not sure. I believe he'll ever win a championship again. Um, but I, depending, unless the UFC just gives him the, you know, favor treatment, if he gets seven title shots, he's bound to get lucky once, uh, or twice or or beat somebody once or twice. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, I don't know. Uh, great event. Loved it. Uh, had fun. Uh, and, and we talking about McGregor here. I got to say something about, you know, Poirier deserves all the damn credit in the world. The dude's a oh, killer. Yeah. Um, I, I it's, you know, when you look at his resume now, I've seen a lot of people all of a sudden recognizing him as possibly the second greatest lightweight of all time. Um, it's, it's, it's arguable. I mean, it's there. His resume right now is off the chain. So I, I, uh, I just, just, props to him uh, i saw justin wren was with his family and he uh he put on instagram the reaction he had the video of the fight going on and saw the families going crazy he was with his brother and everybody going nuts so i mean couldn't happen to a better dude um you know i met poirier at a you know a story i haven't really told a lot of people but as i i met dustin poirier uh at the ufc expo i think in 2011 
maybe 12 early on, right when it started. And, uh, you know, I was a younger kid at the time and he was obviously young and, you know, he was Dustin Poirier. He was the diamond. He, he hadn't main evented or anything yet, but he was known. Uh, and I made a comment in Vegas. I go, you know, something about, you know, Hey, you must love all the women around here. And now we know about his wife and their, how they've been together forever. Well, at the time, you know, again, this is 10 years ago. He goes, yeah, it's great, but I don't need to worry about that. I got the best one at home already. And it, it was something that kind of stuck with me, you know, because I'm thinking, oh, well, awesome, dude. Like your life, you're living the good life then. But it, now that he's become famous, his wife's become more, more famous, at least in the MMA world and their relationship, it's just something cool. And it's just a story that I haven't told a lot of people, but it's cool to see that he, uh, he stuck to that. You know, it was his girl when he was coming up in the UFC in 2011. And now that he's got the title, he stuck with her. And, um, you know, you not you don't hear a bunch of stories about him being a scumbag. So mass props to fucking Poirier, um, props to his wife, props to his family, props to everybody. I, I couldn't be happier for the dude. So, um, with that said, we're hearing rumors of 1.6 million pay-per-view buys. Um, it jumps around 1.2. Now we're up to 1.6. I don't know how many refunds have been offered. Um, if anybody was paying attention to Twitter on fight night, uh, ESPN plus uh, kind of shit the bed a little bit is what it sounds like. Uh, you ordered it or your friend ordered it. Uh, did you guys have oh, any yeah. issues? Well, he did have an issue ordering it. He said it took him an hour. I mean, he, and, and he, cause he, he talking to me and, and he does listen, like I said, he does listen to this podcast. Um, but uh, he was like, I, I he he was smart in that he he ordered it early in the day. It still took him an hour that he kept on doing it, trying to do it through his device or whatever. That he was just like, you know what? He went on his phone and he did it through his phone, no problem. But um, he did say it took him about an hour to finalize the order. That's I, I mean, I, that's that. There's no excuse for that. The UFC no. needs to get the head not out. If, not, not, yeah, not if you're going to raise your prices and put it behind a paywall no no if, if if i'm paying for something i'm already paying for i'm paying more just for the one thing yeah you need you need to get your shit right <laughs> i i had i i i ordered ufc five by calling a number and pressing five on my phone like let's be serious here. <laughs> like that was 25 years ago yeah. like can we we're, we're we're at a point now where you know, and he's going to go on and lecture people about streaming and makeup you know, and, I, I was, and stuff like when he told, me, yeah, when he told me that story. I was like, I was like, do you remember when you used to be able to order uh, pay-per-views through YouTube? What's wrong with that? Like that was actually I mean, a simpler process. You know, I mean, I, well, yeah, but yeah, of course it was simpler. You didn't have to have a $10 a month subscription to ESPN plus and, and, and just to get it. And you had to have a streaming device just to get ESPN plus. And I mean, I don't know. I, I if this really got 1.6 million buys, if it was really on real old school pay per view, then I'm guessing what 2.5 million. You know what I mean? Like you yeah. can't tell me. There's no way you can tell me that people are are going through that process and ordering it that much. I don't believe. I that number is just still hard for me to believe. I, I just or the sport is so blown up right now that it would be doing two and a half and three million pay per views if they had a regular direct TV. Because my uncle orders that fight if it's on regular pay-per-view he don't he ain't he ain't getting espn plus and a, you know a fire tv and all that crap to be able to watch it like i just don't i can't i i don't believe it i don't know anybody who's ordering the fight like i mean i do i don't know anybody old i don't know anybody i don't know anybody five years older than me that's ordering the fight 
You know what I mean? I'm 42 years old. I don't know anybody in their 50s who ordered the pay-per-view or even knows how to order the pay-per-view. <laughs> well, that's a common, that's a funny, you know, everyone, every, every time there's a, a hyped card, everyone's always asking me, oh, is it, it's on pay-per-view, but how do I order it? Like, that's still, how long have they been through doing this? It, it's still a, pr- a fairly common question. So that, that should tell you something, but not for nothing, man. I mean, they're not making, it's getting to the point that, that it's almost like you're not making these events and these things for the average Joe with what you're charging. You're obviously, no, you know and, what I mean? You're obviously yeah. targeting uh, the one uh, percenter, whatever you want to call it. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, like you basically you're, 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 you're getting the hardcore and the one percenter. Like mm-hmm. most people are not going to be like your buddy and spend an hour trying to give him 70 bucks. No. And he was, he was doing that because he had people coming over me uh-huh. and me and uh, another training partner of ours and, and, and one of his friends from work. You know, because he wasn't trying to make a COVID factory in his house. Uh-huh. So, no, no, yeah, I mean, it makes if you have people coming over and stuff, I, I totally get it. I just, it's just, you know, they can't, they gotta, they gotta figure that out. I yeah. don't, I mean, it, you know, and he can, wasn't happy. Again, he wasn't. I offered him money. I was like, "Yo, let me throw in," and he was like, "No." Nah. It was something, you know, he just wanted to have some company because of the whole thing we've been going through the past year. But you know, it was just like, you know, like I felt, I almost felt bad going. <laughs> Yeah, you know, and, well, and, I mean, uh, like and, I can order, like when I order my when I when I subscribe to the BKFC app, I order it through my Apple. It's through my Apple account. It like because I have the app. I don't know exactly how it works. Like, there's got to be so many easier ways to order the pay per view. Yeah, the, <laughs> there's Jason Seven Three chiming in. I I got to give Jason Seven Three some credit. It made me laugh, and I I, I don't know if it's quite the case, but um, on the MMA community dot com, he said uh, he he said uh, Conor McGregor's the new Ronda Rousey, so we'll see how that how that unfolds. But uh, no, he's not because he doesn't see when he loses, he's he doesn't disappear. You know I what know. I mean? We'll see, we'll see. No, I I don't think he disappears. Well, he he's I mean, if anything, he'll go box or something, but. He just uh well yeah Rousey didn't disappear she went yeah. and made millions in WWE but yeah, I'm no, just saying like from MMA that's what I'm yeah, saying yeah I know we'll see what happens she lost twice in a row devastatingly let's yeah. see what happens if McGregor gets KO'd again violently in his next fight let's see if he comes back yeah but it's you know? I mean it's it's a uh, it's his first KO loss but he's been submitted you know a few times. So it's 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 just like it's not something I don't see that in him. It's a he different ball game though, because he yeah. considers getting choked out pussy. Like yeah. you don't consider he doesn't consider that bad. Like, oh yeah, you know, yeah, the pussy choked me out. You know, he he gets decapitated again. You know, he Chandler puts him out. What's he do? You know, I mean, I listen. I don't know if he's gonna be the next Rousey, but you know, we're gonna find out the heart of Conor McGregor right now. No, we're but, find- but we're not gonna find out again. Six months of suspension. We're six months of social media bullshit. Only, only if he has a broken leg. Yeah. yeah. If he doesn't have a broken leg, he can get that cleared after after like two weeks. But so uh, it shouldn't I, be a six I, month suspension. It's always six months if he extends it out to six months. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But but with the matchmaking and the logistics of booking events now, which is something Dana White got commented on at the post fight press conference. You know, with the the 14 day, uh, you know, quarantining that everyone's going to be having to do under the new. That's what he said at the post fight press conference. I'm not I'm not saying it's what I'm quoting him, or because he was like under the new administration with all the new logistic problems. He's actually worried about. We're probably not going to have a bunch of UFC events in a row like we did because of that, which is one of his biggest concerns. But I feel like that's going to be a blessing in disguise itself because you know we get to the point sometimes that where it's like we need a break, and when the breaks come and they come back, 
it, it benefits everybody, them, the UFC, the fans, everybody, because everyone's happy that they're back. So say, say that again. So you, he's saying that he doesn't think he's going to have like multiple. It's going to be, it, yeah, it's going to be hard because of the 14, that's two weeks, 14 day quarantine that from what he's hearing, uh, people traveling around have to quarantine for 14 days. And if the commissions and, you know, obviously all that stuff gets enforced, he can't do. You oh, you're the, saying if he comes to the United States or if he goes anywhere well, other than Fight Island? Because he well, said three events in one week with 14-day quarantine. Yeah, no, that, that that's over there. He's talking about the – he specifically said the new administration, meaning – Okay, okay, yeah. okay. Yeah, so he's talking you, about – I got you, I got you, I got you. And, and he's, they're okay. done in Fight Island. That's it. They're they're all coming home. They're already home. They're Today he had the matchmaking meeting. So, um, you know, we're, we're going to get it. That's why we got the Costa announcement with uh, – We'll probably get a string of other ones, but we're not going to see, you know, while they're doing Apex events, I don't think we're going to get an influx of them. It's probably going to be like every other week or every two weeks or something like that. If if that poses to be the problem that he seemed like it, it might be. And uh, that's in the post fight press conference. So you just, you can, if you want to see him address his concerns there, because obviously I I don't think anyone was going to ask him anything political, given that his boy, uh, no, Trump I'm sure he doesn't have to stay there. Yeah. So, yeah, okay. So, looking at it now, the, the schedule for the UFC, the next four events right now are Vegas bound. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. after that, it's back up in the air again to figure out what they're going to do. But, like, uh, you know, they're going to have to figure something out because I don't think they want Adesanya fighting in a small cage. And, God, God I hope they do Miosic and Ngannou in a small cage. That'll be a friggin' gorilla fight. But, um, you know, uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. I, 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 I just if we can get back in the U.S. and they start doing fans, I mean, obviously the vaccine thing. I think they allowed the fans into Abu Dhabi with as long as you had even vaccination card, they let you buy a ticket for the fight. So yeah, we'll see how it unfolds. But um, you know, but, that brings us to kind of like another creative side of our show here. We haven't we don't do this very often, but um, you know, considering the situation of the lightweight division in the UFC, people are trying to figure out what to do. We kind of hinted at it earlier. Uh, me at least not wanting to see Poirier versus McGregor uh, in the immediate near future. All right. uh, yeah. You know, and you tweeting so, out uh, yeah. the other day. Go ahead. Today. It was actually today. So here, hear me out. All right. So the, the rankings were updated today. I, I, I went on the website and I did the screenshot, but it wasn't updated on their website. But now it is because this is nighttime on the East Coast for me. Um, so now it's updated. Uh, if you look at the lightweight rankings here, I, I mean, we know tournaments don't really happen in the UFC anymore since 1993 or whatever the hell it was. Yeah. So, but so my thing was, I mean, I know you, you, you came, we started talking about it before we started recording. So my thing was, cause if you look at, uh, they still show Khabib here, but we know, we know he's, he's pretty much done. This is going to be blank. They're going to need to crown a new lightweight champion. MMA junkie, uh, put out an article today that, uh, Connor wants the rematch between he and Poirier to be, for the vacant lightweight t- title. But you got people making arguments for Justin Gaethje, Charles Oliveira, obviously Michael Chandler through, got, got his hat in there in the ring now. You know, Conor McGregor drops to number six. So um, there's five guys above you, including Tony Ferguson. And um, my th- my idea was uh, Dan Hooker is number eight. Rafael Dos Anjos is number seven. So you take the top eight guys do a tournament between those top eight guys for the lightweight title. You can make them. And this is me, Mr. Anti ESPN plus 
Make them ESPN Plus Fight Night events. You can get people to sign in for these five-rounder main events with however you want to see these gentlemen. And then you, when you get to your, uh, say, when you get to uh, you know October, November, end of the year, you have two true contenders fighting for the lightweight weightweight title. So that 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 was my idea. I'm I'm using this platform to reiterate it now that this the rankings are updated. And my apologies to whomever gave me shit for putting the wrong image up, but that's what the UFC had on their website. But my my message is still the same. I want a tournament. So for the fans that are just listening right now, the current UFC rankings are uh, with uh, Habib being retired. Essentially, we got number one Poirier, number two Justin Gagey, number three Charles Oliveira, number four Michael Chandler, number five Tony Ferguson, number six Conor McGregor, number seven. Rafael Dos Anjos, and currently number eight, Dan Hooker. So I guess that I ask you then, you know, just being creative here, um, like when Bellator does their, when Bellator did their Grand Prix, it wasn't a true tournament in the sense that the seeding didn't really make a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Um, would you, like, looking at that right now, if you were to use those top eight fighters, would your first round be Dustin Poirier versus Dan Hooker rematch? Or are you, are you jumping up and doing, let's do a title fight like Oliveira and Poirier in the first round, like we had with, uh, you know, Archuleta and, and Pitbull, you know, you know what I'm saying? Right. What I'm saying? Like the issue with the tournament to me becomes the seeding issue because mm-hmm. like you, like, Hey, randomize I, it, you know, make it do a drop out of, Pulling names out of a hat or something, you know what I mean? Make it, leave it up to fate. Do it PFL style. Don't, don't, don't try. I mean, I know they want to market. Like obviously, they would, they wouldn't want to. They would probably throw if if they did the McGregor Poirier rematch. They would probably try to book it for a very peak time for them to book it. But I mean, if you want to make it fair, do it random, and uh, you know, because we could get we could get a fight that you know we could maybe we maybe they draw you know McGregor draws Gaethje. You know what I mean? And and then. That fight that folks kind of like myself wanted to see, they get to see it, or or Chandler Gaethje, you know what I mean, or even Chandler McGregor, who who's who. No, they're, they were, yeah, they're you know? they're all good fights. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can mix and match any of these people. So here's what I would do: I'm cutting off the seven and the eight seed. Dos Anjos is one and two in his last three. Mm-hmm. I matchups with him are great. Dan Hooker just got smoked. Um, so like I'm just going to the top six. Now, to be fair, I'm going to do this like the NFL playoffs, and I know that's not something you're super familiar with, but to me, the NFL playoffs, the one and the two seed get a bye in the first round, mm. but I'm not going to do a true bye. I'm going to reward Charles Oliveira and Dustin Poirier for their long winning streaks, and I'm going to let those two guys fight for the title right off the bat. So if that if I those guys fight for the title right off the bat, you have a champion, and, and, and then from that point... I, and I would have I would have the remaining four. I would have Gagey. Uh, I'd have Gagey fight. Who? How do I want to do that? I do I do Chandler Ferguson and Gagey McGregor. Uh, winners of those fights uh, fight the you know then and then you have your bracket where the the loser of Oliveira and Poirier is still in the tournament. They just fight one of those other. They just they just re- get reseeded down to the bottom. I just don't my I guess my issue and I can't believe I'm saying this against the tournament is I don't feel like Oliveira should have to win three fights at this point just to get a shot or to win the mm-hmm. title. You yeah. know, like I think that's a punishment for him and Poirier in a sense. Like that's out of all point. the guys on that list, those guys have truly earned it. And I obviously I'm a Chandler Stan and Gagey 
you know, I love Justin Gagey too, but both, but Gagey's coming off a loss and Chandler's still new to the UFC. So like, that's my only thing is like, I feel like Oliver and Poirier deserve the chance for gold based off of what yeah. they've done, and what the streak no, they're on. And Poirier kind of hinted at that too, at the, in the post fight press conference, the one he did wave off completely was like, cause yeah, uh, uh, one of the questions asked to Dana White that Dana White said yes to theoretically was like, oh, do you do Poirier Chandler now? And and, and Dana White was like, yeah, that's possible. But uh, Poirier was like, no, Chandler just got here. Let him let him get a few more before he gets to me, which I yeah, agree I, with. I, I agree with it. I just don't like anybody who thinks they're the champ saying that. Like, mm-hmm. I, I like the champ that just goes, I'm going to fight anybody. If the UFC wants me to fight this new guy from Bellator, I'll put him in a coffin. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what I – that's like – to me, that's kind of how it should be. Like – so, especially because Poirier doesn't have the belt yet. I mean, whether people think he should have it based off the last fight or not, it's totally irrelevant. He doesn't have it. So, I mean, he could talk. He, if he's not careful, he's going to talk himself out of a title fight, mm-hmm. which could be fucking crazy. If all, I mean, because all of a sudden Nate Diaz is in this mix again. Hey, you know, the, <laughs> uh, you you figure that one out. But somehow Nate Diaz is in this mix, and like he's one of the guys Poirier wants to fight. So I guess that's where my beef comes in a little bit with Poirier saying he won't fight Chandler. You won't fight Chandler, but Diaz is on your list of two people you want to fight, like, like yeah. he, what? Let's keep the let's oh, keep the intimacy of this going. And this is, yeah, but that's the whole thing. I mean, you and I are matchmaking here like a couple of herbs, but at the end of the day, the UFC is going to do what draws money. I mean, you know, for you know what I mean, like, like, like it, we could get uh, that's that's perfectly fine, but yeah. then we need to recognize that this is not a legitimate, like yeah. it's not a legitimate sport. Like if we, <laughs> I, I'm okay saying that. Like I've never really thought it's a legitimate sport. I always thought it was like an entertainment-based sport as opposed to a competitive-based sport. Like that's why we like tournaments because it is that's what makes it com- the sport. Like mm-hmm. there's no politics in a tournament. A tournament's a, a nah. you're fighting everybody. Like if we're talking politics and, and money making, then okay. If we're talking politics and money making, then do Nate Diaz versus Conor McGregor for the lightweight title. You know, finish their trilogy mm-hmm. for the title. That that's going to be the biggest money making fight they can have. You know what I mean? Like, so I, I, that's, uh, well, I agree with you. That's what's going to happen. I think it's disgusting. And I, like, that's why I think it holds the sport back because what we should get is if, if we're looking at the rankings, hey, we, we, we live in different times now. I mean, look, look at the people, look at the people that are uh, covering the sport. I mean, not for nothing, you know, you, yeah, no, you, I know, you I, got, I you got characters covering like, the goddamn sport. Yeah, no, I know. But like you know, all these 23 year old YouTubers now all of a sudden at least know who <laughs> Michael Chandler is. So, yeah. you know, and they can fight their, they can play their, you know, he once maybe, maybe one day he'll knock out their God, Nate Diaz. But um, with that said, uh, but like, that's not everything. Like, I mean, I'm bad mouthing the potential here if we get Diaz in this mix somehow, but like in the other divisions, it's all legit as hell. Like we got Usman versus uh, Burns coming up. You got, uh, you know, uh, Adesanya is fighting the other champion, and if he wasn't going to fight the other champion, I I don't think he would be. He wouldn't be calling out Nate Diaz or Nick Diaz. You know what I mean? He'd be. Mm -hmm. He'd probably be fighting. You know, uh, (laughs) a Whitaker again. Um, Miosic. Miosic is fighting the clear number one contender. We don't need to get to a case where all of a sudden we just throw in an unranked. I mean, I don't even think he's not even ranked. Every other, but everybody else is fighting the number one contender in the UFC that I can think of off the top of my head. Obviously we had Garbrandt jump into some mix a little while back before that he got, he got COVID, but for the most part, 
the UFC does a good job. Sterling Yawn, we got that coming up. Uh, mm-hmm. Volkanovski uh, Ortega makes perfect sense. All obviously he's already beat Holloway. Um, you know we've in Figueiredo we just had him fight uh, Moreno. I'm which, not sure where which he, has to be done again because of the draw. Which, which, and, and with the rankings the way they are, he doesn't he shouldn't fight Benavides again. So it makes sense. You mm-hmm. know, like if if. If, if McGregor made sense, if McGregor was still ranked number two and Poirier had already beaten all those other guys, um, it would it would make sense to do McGregor. But he hasn't beaten Chandler and he hasn't beaten Oliveira. And you can and if he doesn't want all of uh, Chandler because Chandler's new to the UFC, okay. Like again, you you agree with him? I don't disagree with him in a sense. I just I wish he wouldn't say it. Um, Oliveira then is your call. Yeah. Poirier should be saying he wants to fight Oliveira. No, he like, did. Did he, did he? I mean, okay. So it's Oliveira or Diaz yeah, or McGregor. That's what I said, yeah. He, 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 I mean, he said he wants to fight Diaz for whatever he, you know, he thinks he's, he's bad for the sport or whatever. But as far as when it, when it comes to you know fighting for a belt, he was like it should be Oliveira, but not Chandler because Chandler uh, just got here, and that that's what I agree with. Then I hope that's what happens. Because if that yeah. happens, then it works out. I, but I have a feeling he's going to fight McGregor again. I think the UFC is going to do McGregor. I think so, too. Yeah. I think I, 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 as soon as it was over, I was saying that's going to be the headliner for International Fight Week. And I'm still saying it now. So, Oh, God. I hope that's not the case. I I, I mean, be, look, they asked him, when do you plan on coming back to uh, Abu Dhabi? Oh, June or July. Probably July, right? Okay. You know, I mean, that's if that's for all your your overseas fighters have to go to fight. You know, McGregor's is an overseas fighter. Uh, I, I, there's too many things that, that point to that happening that way uh, versus not. But um, they got to do something. They, they really need to. None of this. The, the I mean, we're 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 doing our own little you know tournament that we're trying to make up here. None of this. We need the official because again, I just took it down, but I'm gonna pop it back up. This is updated from today, Tuesday, January 26th, after UFC 257, and Khabib is still on there as a champion. So we need the, the official word from Khabib, like Joey Diaz said. We, Joe, we're, me and you are on Joey Diaz's page where, where we know he's he's not coming back. You know that that Dana White, you know he's got to leave leave him alone. So like like we just need the official word for Khabib to cut Dana off and be like, listen, dude. I, I hear you. I heard all your offers, and I get where you're coming from, but I'm done. Here's the belt. I'm not holding because he said he's not going to hold up the vision. Here's the belt. Take it. Do what you want with it. I, I'm going to go and, and and you know be a coach and, and make the next wave of Dagestani killers. So, Let me throw another name out there. Uh, before we came on air, I brought him up. Uh, Diego Fajeda. Fajeda. Um, Who's number 10 on this, right? Who's number 10 on that right now. Now, here's yeah. some interesting storylines, right? So he's number 10 on there. He hasn't lost a fight in five years. He's on a uh, five-fight winning streak uh, with wins over a 7-1, and one, a 14-1, and one, a 12-1, and one, a 23-3, and three, a 27-5, and five, and a 22-9 and nine Anthony Pettis. So he's fighting top-level competition. Now, here's something I didn't notice. He fights at the next UFC card against Benil Darouche. Uh, Darush is the guy who gave Fajeda his first career loss. His next fight after he fought Darush, he fought Dustin Poirier. The last guy to beat Diego Fajeda is Dustin Poirier, and those are his only two career losses. So if he if he beats Darush on on the sixth of February, his only he'll he'll be nineteen and two with his only other loss. I'm sorry, he'll be eighteen and two with his only other loss would be an unavenged loss to Dustin Poirier. 
So while he's down lower ranked right there, I mean, you start to have some storylines if you want to get some guys. And um, mm-hmm. he's been impressive as hell. So just want to throw him in out there. Obviously, Paul Felder is also there. But um, I, I'm more interested right now in the guys that are on win streaks, at least in my mind. So I don't know. There's It's all win, though. As long yeah. as... You know, I mean, again, we're, we're, we're throwing, you know, we're, we're throing shit in the fan or whatever. Yeah, we're having fun with it. And some of the stuff we said is going to happen. Some of it won't, but I just, I, 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 I love the Diaz's watching a fight. The Diaz are like, well, I shouldn't say that. I, I root for the Diaz's. I don't root for McGregor, but um, they shouldn't be in the title fight contention. Another fight for McGregor that I thought was interesting is like, what if he called out Nick? Like he, he I mean, McGregor oh, could get. You know what I mean? He could get Two rich. Million buys. He could <laughs> get million, rich. He could buys. fight Nick, and yeah. then he could do his trilogy with Nate. I mean, there's so many possibilities if McGregor just wants to make a bunch of money and not fight dudes who are going to try to take him down and calf kick him. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, we'll see, so we'll see. You know, that's the difference between Rousey. Like, Ronda didn't have – Ronda couldn't just fight some tough scrub. Like, that wasn't – it wasn't an option for her to make the trillions of dollars. You know, even after losses, like they, you know, she got knocked out by Holly Holm and then they gave her the female goat, Amanda Nunes. Like, so it'll be interesting to see if the UFC is nervous with McGregor because, you know, I, I, I don't, I, I shouldn't be comparing to Rousey. It's what Jason commented. I that was a funny thing on fight night, but um, if he does get knocked out again, mm-hmm. I mean, the UFC has to protect their guys a little bit. So it'll be interesting to see what they do with him. I, or you know, or 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 are we just at the era now where we're going to get a couple more showcase fights with him? Is he going to fight Masvidal? Um, you know, is there's a lot of combinations of stuff that can be exciting, even if you left him out of the title mix right now, coming off of you know two losses in a row. So, um, or no, I'm sorry, not two losses in a row. He had the Cerrone win in between, but dude, I mean, outstanding action last week. The lightweight division is crazy as hell. Uh, Bellator has his name in the UFC, and I don't know. All is good, really. I mean, yeah, that really, was pretty cool. <laughs> you know? Everybody kind of the eyebrows went up. They're like, "Wow, they actually said Bellator during their event, which they never, never do." So, hey, man, it's just another. It's 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 cool that they're recognizing, especially especially with Chandler. You know, getting the win. It was it was nice that they finally said, "All right, you know, you got some legitimate." I uh, real quick, did you see? Did you see all this stuff? I wrote that on my seven takeaways for MMAnews.com. Um, Pitbull throwing the shade at uh, at Chandler before and after. I, mean, I don't blame him. I know they have, they have bad they have bad blood. I yeah. mean that's legit. That's legit bad blood. And and he knocked him out. Like makes. Yeah. I mean, dude. I mean, all it doesn't hurt. It doesn't hurt Pitbull stock. I'll tell no. you that. You know. I mean, you talk about a guy that if I'm the UFC, I'm breaking the bank to bring in if he ever becomes mm-hmm. a free agent. You know. I mean, that's that's where we're at right now. I mean, Pitbull right now would be. You know he's got some great fights in Bellator. Obviously, we're we're still in the middle of, of what's going on there, but um, you know with with their tournament and all that stuff. But uh, dude, I mean, if Pitbull beats in, uh, AJ McKee, uh, you, you know he is set for a payday, whether it's in Bellator or the UFC, wherever he wants. Yeah, <laughs> you know. So yeah. I don't know. I I, I just. You know, kind of gonna be an interesting year. Yeah, yeah. No, it's 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 uh, it's fun, man. So uh, I I don't know, but uh, 
uh, that pretty much wraps us up. Next week, we'll obviously have the fight night. We'll have the BKFC uh, Knuckle Mania event to talk about. Um, and along with always trying to track down guests. So we'll see how, how next week unfolds. Until then, uh, fans can follow us at Combat Hour on Twitter. Coast to Coast Combat Hour on Instagram. You can follow me, Matthew Hawkins, at MMAHawk21 on Twitter and Instagram. Follow Ed Carbajal at Carbazal on Twitter and Carbeerzal on Instagram. Old Head Carb on Twitch. Any good, any good video game news these days, Ed? I went back to playing. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna show. See if we can show. I went back to playing the Division Two. Look at the cover, and I'll give you one guess why. <laughs> that's a uh, that's Washington D.C. under oh, siege. Yeah. Oh, you're, you're, doing your own, you're doing your own insurrection. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> and, and before we uh, before I forget, we're always brought to everybody by AllAccessMMA.com. Check out www.AllAccessMMA.com uh, for our video podcast and other MMA news and articles. Yeah, no. Uh, Till next week, Ed. Uh, continue your insurrection there on that video game. And, uh... <laughs> I'm defending the nation. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'll catch you next week. Just, just don't raise gas prices. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yep. Until next week, Ed. Uh, I'll talk to you, brother. Hey, guys. Ed here. East Coast side of the Coast to Coast Combat Hour podcast. If you like what we're doing, make sure you subscribe on YouTube and anywhere you listen to podcasts. Also, if you'd like to help us out and donate, uh, the support links are in any of the uh, podcast descriptions. And in some, the links are also provided on our YouTube channel, The Blogboard Jungle. Um, thanks again for listening. And if you give us some support, we'll give you a shout out on the podcast. Maybe uh, bring you on for a UFC pay-per-view breakdown or two. Thanks again.